This episode is brought to you in association with Chef Tunny Shepherd's Pie. Old Casters with Smith and Jones. Hello and welcome to Old Casters, the weekly pod where two old men have a laugh, moan, and talk a load of nonsense along the way. We also try and learn something new if our old brains can handle it. We are Smith and Jones, and without further ado, oh hi Mark. Hello Ben. Doesn't feel real since now we're back in the proper studio, Mark. It's been a long time. It does because it? we had one Sunday off a bonfire night where I did that episode by myself, and then last Sunday was the live stream, which wasn't real. It's a sore subject that on your own one, still, mate. Seems I've now been labelled the poo eater of the UK. Well, maybe you shouldn't have confessed that it's rather ain't <laughs> in poo then. <laughs> I don't know. Do something in trust for your co-host. I tell you what, Ben. What we need is a few lines from you. Okay, Mark. No probs. You know best, mate. Then before I know it. Everybody's like, why do you eat poo, Ben? I'm like, what? what? You said the words. You said the words, <laughs> I'd rather eat poo. Who asked me to say the words, Mark? You said it by yourself. <laughs> you said, I swear you said something in one of the things where you said you'd rather eat poo. You said it yourself. That's why I asked you to say it again, because you actually said those three words when we were talking about <laughs> chocolate-flavoured poo and poo-flavoured chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it went further than that, didn't it? We the words, about... I'd rather eat poo, left your lips. Yeah, because it was something else. The the, the eating <laughs> bit was something else instead of, and poo seemed far more appetising than whatever the other thing was. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> me old chum, it feels nice to be back in the studio with the Are cast sure? listeners. <laughs> no, not really, but I'm going to have promise? to put a brave face on it, Mark. <laughs> this is my brave face. This is my mm-hmm face. Uh, you're right yeah actually good I mean, it's getting closer to Christmas now and I've got oh, my say the C word. oh sorry it's not December yet I can't mention it mm, I'm not ready I'm, I'm always ready for Christmas mate I, I, I love Christmas I'm a very Christmassy person but I don't like to think about it until the 1st of December and that's not an uncommon thing, mate, to be there. I, oh, yeah. I, hear, I hear a lot of people that. My old man's the same. He's like, look, mm-hmm. give me 1st December, you can shove. All I want for Christmas is you <laughs> down my throat. He's about up to that. But you keep forgetting that your supermarkets, if you go into supermarkets and other places like that, build up what, just after Halloween. They're a bit of fireworks yeah. and just Christmas puds everywhere, isn't it? Second Halloween's out of the way. Almost <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's Christmas afraid no one's going to remember it or something. <laughs> I mean, is Christmas purely a Christian holiday? Is it, Does anybody else, is that, a, is that a thing I'm thinking of here? I'm not clued up on religion. I think so. The Catholics do Christmas. Is that a thing for them? Is that Catholics a... Catholics is Christian. Is it? Yeah. What am I thinking of then? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Christian is like the umbrella term <laughs> for believing in Jebus. Catholics as part of that. Help me, Jebus. But I think Jewish people, they don't celebrate Christmas, but they celebrate Hanukkah at the same time, right? It's not the same holiday, but it's at the same time, I yeah. think. Happy Hanukkah. I mean, I've heard mm. Adam Sandler say that in many of his films, so. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Anywho, Christmas is on its way, everybody. I'm sure it's oh. not a shock. 
evens a mark. And his sorry Christmas ears. My sorry Christmas ears. <laughs> your sorry Christmas ears, Mark. They look. Well, about- actually, I can't see your ears because they're underneath your headset. But yeah, you can on top of my head. They are. And how is the wife? She's and well. Child. And he's well. He went for a lovely meal with his nan and granddad today to celebrate my mum's sixty-fifth birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Mummy Jones! Uh, happy birthday, Mama! <laughs> And she listens, like your mum. I was shocked to see it. She clicked off the link, off of your Facebook link, what you tagged me in. Mm. I was shocked, to be totally honest, mate. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. You learn something new every day. Hope she's not easily offended. Nah, God, I'm being, nah, 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 nah. She's from St. (laughs) Evanage. They're a hardy lot down there. I was going (laughs) to say, yeah. I don't think there is a... (laughs) Yeah, so that was nice, and we chill now. But it does bring me nicely on to, Mark, if I might just quickly say, I've got to budge this in right now because it plays into, you ask me how we were, we decided to watch the Dutch Pinball Open Expo in Veldenhoven, Veldhoven, if I'm pronouncing that right. And Mark, you can ask me, why on earth would you, Ben, be watching the Dutch what? Open Pinball thingy? What on earth is the Dutch Pinball Open thingy? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mark. It was a weekend, Saturday and Sunday, of over 200 pinball machines, all free to play. And it just so happens to be a competition where my brother-in-law and Kerry's brother was taking part in the competition side and came, he came 40th, or so he thinks, he's waiting for the final results of 240 (laughs) competitive pinball players. Wow. There you go. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We so we ended up watching that on the uh, Twitch. Did you say two hundred pinball machines in one room? Yes, it Fuck was me. Um, That's going to be nice. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it was it was an event as well as in you know you can go and if you're into mega into your pinball, which I'm not shocked is there's an event for everything now. Mm-hmm. And yes, he, he took part in the competitive side. I knew he was into it, but yes, 40th. And we watched him, he came up. There was always two machines going. It was very entertaining. I don't know whether or not the, the guy who hosted it obviously has a pinball channel, but he was he, he had a very, he had more of a snooker presentation voice on him than a pinball right. presentation, but he was still very entertaining. Was it almost, like, almost like ASMR. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Lovely guy, <laughs> but. Oh yes, you can see he's he's got the two hundred score there, and it's like, hey, <laughs> come on, it's pinball, it's come on, let's go, <laughs> it's ding, ding, like, ding, 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 yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah, yes, yeah, that's you can see he's trapped the balls there, it's off, but he was he was lovely, he was, and it was very nice. So, uh, yes, so there you go, Mark. That's uh, we ended up watching that Saturday and Sunday. It was very. It was different. It, I, I've never watched a pinball competition, but um, yeah, they had lots of en- very entertaining pinball machines, nevertheless. Cool. How about you, That's sir? Fun. How are you? How is Mary? How is Mama? Mama Smith? <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Most important that we ask how Mama Smith is. We're all fine. We're fine. Mary's fine. You're fine, aren't you, Mary? She's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any response. Um, Shut up! <laughs> you ever seen that bit in Uncle Buck where uh, what does he do? He gets the cat in. He says, "Who let the cat out?" And so they go, "We don't have a cat." He shoves it back in. Yeah, I don't know what I find that so funny. Huh? Sorry. 
But yeah, not standard weekend for me yesterday. Football, Stevenage won, victory Saturday. Yes. Uh, then I streamed. Streamed the... What did I stream? I was like, Project Zomboid. We did Project Zomboid, didn't we? <laughs> we... We have thoughts about that game. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's definitely a game. <laughs> it is definitely a game. Project Confusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Project Chaos. <laughs> Project Dying yeah. constantly. What's happened? I died again. Oh. Project Infection. <laughs> it, do you know, I was, I was hoping for every time we died was we died close enough to where we were so our zombie corpse went back to the house so we could at least get our gear back. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> yeah. have to track across, across <laughs> down to get it. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, and then today with the kids in Stevenage <sighs> and now recording a podcast with some idiot. Yeah, well, I'm a bit of an idiot, mate. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, don't talk about yourself like that. Don't really have a ball update. Her eye is still... Have we talked about her poorly eye on the podcast? I think we did, didn't we? You had to give her drops. Yes, the drops did absolutely nothing. Her eye is still red. Oh, wow. Like blood red. But she's absolutely fine. So we're just not bothering to do anything about it now. She's she's absolutely fine. There's nothing different with her behaviour at all. Maybe I reckon, she... you know, we talked when we started this podcast, you know, we talked about her escaping the old cage. <laughs> yeah. I reckon it's, pro- I think she's, I think it's trauma from that. That's the only thing I can think of. She's absolutely fine. We, I just call it her lucky eye now. <laughs> she's got a lucky eye. That was she's eye on cannabis, mate. <laughs> <laughs> she's got into my nutmeg stash. <laughs> <laughs> she's pumping nutmeg, mate. <laughs> and limb sniff. <laughs> Mate, as long uh, as she's all right and she's getting she's on with life. She's absolutely fine. She's the cutest yeah. little round, rotund thing. Very well, I don't, if you took her to the vet, let's say you did, say at 60 quid just for entering the door, I mean, yeah. I don't know whether or not they, short of offering you more drops, I don't know what they'd offer you anyway. We still have eye drops. We didn't finish them. They told us to give, give them to her for a week and they clearly weren't doing anything. Not oh, making okay. Better. So we were just like, no. Oh. I think it's trauma. I think she's whacked it on something. Yeah, cool. Probably it. when she fell three feet from her previous cage when she escaped from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fair play, mate. It's like she's not in distress, isn't it? She's absolutely fine. Good oh, good oh. So, Mark, have you got any correspondence or interesting facts from the last live, sir? Um, not particularly. No, have we had much feedback about the live episode? Um, let's have a quick look, Caesar Prus. Um, or from the episode before. I think people were trying to give us more the sort of would you um not would you rather, the um what's I'm trying to think of, Mark? The Ask me anything. Last bit. Ask me anything. I know you put a shout out and some people came through and gave us a a literal dictionary. That's the wrong word. What am I thinking of, Mark? Not dictionary. A literal storybook. Nah, that's not the right word even. Fuck it. A lot of things to say and ask. I think people enjoyed it. Slim Boy Fat said, uh, Ben Biss would rather eat poo. That's important for us all to know. <laughs> well, shock and awe, eh? Shock and awe. <laughs> Uh, I had something whilst editing last week's lives. Well, it was just something that I felt like I, I, I needed to mention because you mentioned about um, 
Michael Jackson owning the Beatles back catalogue. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't know about, and I fact-checked, and it is correct. And it started when Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney did a song together in 1983. Oh, wow. But uh, I just I just needed to bring up... I just needed to bring up the fact that the Beatles are, are top of the charts at the moment. The singles chart. In 2023. <laughs> you... <laughs> and the Rolling Stones are top of the album chart. We'd had a chat about that uh, a little while ago. Well, not a little while ago. We had a couple of days back, and when you yeah, said, "Yeah, well, on our meeting on Friday," that was it. Ah, there you go. It was on our meeting on Friday, I said it because I said I was going to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> surprise! Yeah, surprise! <laughs> French fries, motherfucker! <laughs> Damn brain remembering. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty mad, though, isn't it? Seemings. I mean, the Rolling Stones. Are still, I mean, obviously they're all still about, but the yeah. Beatles sadly aren't all with us anymore. But they're still able to make a song with all four of them, even though two of them died. Chat GPT, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was all Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's I think it, I think they've, uh, I think they broke the record for the longest gap ever between two number ones by a band. It's something like fifty-four years between their <laughs> since their last number one. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Have you actually listened to the song? Yeah, I, I well, I, I I hear it in the van four times a day. So. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had listened to it yet. Um, it's a bit marmite, I think, with a lot of with a lot of Beatles fans. So I think a lot. I think people that aren't as much Beatles fans are like meh. But but I, I I like it. It's not it's not it's not one of their best. But did you expect it to be one of their best? <laughs> Considering it was left on a tape from John Lennon, it's. It just—it's not a classic Beatles song. It's not one of their best, and it, it just—I think it just bookends their their back catalogue nicely. I still think it's amazing that it can go to number one. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Have one of them. <laughs> Who's still liar of the Beatles, minus McCartney? Uh, Ringo Starr. Ringo, he was the drummer, wasn't he? Yes. So John Lennon died in 1980. George Harrison died in 2001. Oh no," said the fat controller. <laughs> he was the he was the voice, but that he? is one of the main reasons why I love the Beatles. Yeah, because I was absolutely obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine when I was little, <sighs> and it was my parents told me that uh, Ringo Starr, the narrator of Thomas the Tank Engine, was in the Beatles. Do you know if that's his real name? His name is Richard Starkey. There we go. I'm not as clued I'm, up I'm on full the of facts. Beatles facts, mate. I'm full of could... <laughs> bam, bam. I just know him. Mm. He really likes and pasta. And when I was in year three at school, we did a, a school assembly slash play about the 1960s, and I played Ringo Starr because that was the only person I would play. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a choice of characters, or did you just said I'm I'm in, mate? That's it. Well, she said she said she wanted four boys to be the Beatles. Our teacher, and I was like, right. "Oh!" And she, she went for all the Beatles, and it's like, "Yeah, you can be John Lennon, you can be Paul McCartney." And does anyone want to be Ringo Starr? I was reaching for the stars. Like, me, 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 me. So yeah, <laughs> there you go, everybody. Mark is really Ringo Starr in disguise. <laughs> you heard it here first. Three sweeties. <laughs> That's a reference. That's a reference to another podcast where they do an impersonation of Ringo Starr. Mr. Narkill's nose. He knows, V knows. <laughs> Before we crack on into our crazy facts and crazy news, 
some old casters news. Mr. Ben Jones. <laughs> I was bored the other day. <laughs> That's a good way to start it. I was bored. And I've made some merch, everybody. If you go to the site that we plug every single week, oldmenmerch.com, you go there, the most recent two items is Old Casted's merch. <gasps> you can buy yourself a mug, and on the mug is me and Ben looking at each other, and it says, what a pair of Old Casted's. <laughs> or you can buy the monstrosity I made. <laughs> that is the Peeping Tom Sunflower Garden poster. <laughs> I've actually got I've had a correspondence on that poster already it, mm. yeah I've been told I have to buy it and put it in my streaming background that's exactly what I'm going to I'm going to buy it and put it there behind me <laughs> where all my stuff is your, your face <laughs> popping up behind you I actually quite like it I like the mug as well uh, it took me a while to make and <laughs> it took me a while to get right and I was imagine you just crying as you were doing it, yeah. laughing at it. <laughs> I kind of, I think I said it was Friday night that I made it, and I kind of, I kind of hated it. <laughs> and the more, because it's like that with any sort of art, or even if you do music, I do it. I get it with that as well. The longer you work on it, the more you concentrate on it, the more you're not sure about it. Yeah, and you need to take a break and go away from it a while and come back to it with fresh eyes or fresh ears. And when I came back to that post that I made on Saturday morning, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what have ah. I done? This is <laughs> this is brilliant. This is <laughs> This is a breakthrough, I tell you. <laughs> I've wasted all my years. I should have been an art person. Uh, it is very it is very cool though, but you should go and check it out even just for the comedic value of looking at it. Buy one. <clears throat> and a mug. I should remind everybody that about our merch store that um we have literally set the prices for everything on there to as low as we possibly can make it so that we make as little profit as possible. And any profit we do make goes back into the podcast or something for us all to do together as the old men. Yes. etc. New, but I still know that Credos follows through. Because I haven't even connected a bank account still to that store. And I saw how much we had sitting in there ready to take out the other day from <laughs> merch that people have already bought. Yeah, cool. I was going to say, Mark, that's a nice golden chair you're sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a limited edition razor one, did you know? 18 carats. What odd. <laughs> yes, I think that that's a wise, wise thing. <clears throat> Everybody go buy the merch and make us rich. And that's why, if you're wondering why any of the prices are really random, it's because it's as low <laughs> as I could physically set it so that we don't make any profit. But yes, go and have a check. Like I said, at worst case scenario, go and have a look. Go and have a look at the lovely poster that Marcus made for us. And the mug. Buy the mug too. Buy them both together. Yes, mug too. 20 and quid. You know you want crazy one. effects. Crazy news. Crazy effects. And crazy news. So good, sir. Um, are you starting off as usual, or do you want me to start? No, so, hit me with your crazy facts. Okie dokie, Chief. Here goes nothing. And thank you very much to the wife for all that background noise you're going to have to take out. <gasps> Got the hope that as well. So, right, Mark, did you know 
there's a shell garage that's actually shaped like a shell. <laughs> In the 1930s, Shell built a series of shell-shaped service stations. Say that five times fast. But only one shell-shaped service stations, shell-shaped service stations, shell-shaped stations. But only one remains in North Carolina, Mark. North Carolina, I know where that is. That's just above South Carolina. Shaggy sang about it. Oh, Carolina. Oh, Carolina. There we go. I'm looking at it now. Oh, can you describe? Can you class that as a shell? Well, I, I don't. I think I know the picture you're looking at, and borderline. It looks like. Um, do you remember way back when? Take your mind back. You're a child. You're at McDonald's. You're getting a Happy Meal. The Happy Meal toys. Do you remember the ones that lit, lit like fries and looked like a burger and looked like a chicken nugget <laughs> yeah. and everything? The fries. The OG shit. That's what the, the... It looks like the fries. It looks like... It literally looks like McDonald's fries. Yeah. And the red carton. That's what the shell garage looks like. <laughs> but no one's had the art to tell them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't even see like any pumps or anything. Just a, a yellow monstrosity. If you uh, put your ear to it, that you can hear all the sea life dying... Yeah, yeah. They've got a Did You Know section on their website, sir. They've got a Did You Know section, eh? Did you know? Oh, I should have asked my mum about this today. Because my grandpa, her father, worked for Shell. And I think he was actually quite important during the Second World War. Seriously? And I think he designed Shell services as well I remember I talked I talked about this with my grandma Lowe's she she loved telling me all about it before she died at the start of this year and my brain is so useless at retaining information this is going to have to be a feedback a correspondent for next week Mummy Smith let me know when you say shell services what do what, you what, what, what do you mean as in the the, the the petrol stations with the forecourt and you can go in oh, and get a meal right gotcha I didn't know if there was some sort of service that bring you out shells, if you like, you know what I mean? No, as in, as in like a service station. Yeah, if you go in and ask for a shell, like, did you know that you could go into a McDonald's and after a, ask for a birthday cake in America? Yeah. They've got a birthday cake. <laughs> I want a fucking birthday cake. I like birthday cake. Just mm, simple birthday mm. cake. Yeah. That's what I asked for my birthday last year. Mum well, said, but no, it's just a normal. But my mum said, "What kind of cake do you want for your birthday?" And I said, "Literally, just from Sainsbury's. I think it was. You can buy literally just a birthday cake with plain white icing on. Yeah, and it, you, they give you pens so you can like write on it or whatever, yeah, like yeah. food fence. And I was like, I just want that. I just want a birthday cake. Nothing Agreed. <laughs> anyway, that was a tangent. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Birthday cake. what you like about Shell and of what they've done to the planet. Blah blah blah. But I can't badmouth them because of my grandpa. Sorry, Grandpa. Did you know that Shell fueled the first 20,000-kilometre flight? In December 1926, it was non-stop from Zurich to Cape Town and was piloted by Walter Mittelhoser. And blah, 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 and so on. Did you know Shell was a roadmap pioneer? A roadmap pioneer? It says sat-navs might be consigning roadmaps to the history book these days, but Shell was one of the first to create these guides for the early motoring community 
Fortunately, lots have been preserved and our archive has a great stock of examples extending from 1931 to 2010. Wow, up to 2010. That's pretty impressive. Hmm. <coughs> Did you know that Shell was one of the original computer pioneers? Was it? 1953, Shell Labs in Amsterdam was the first site in the Netherlands to use an electronic computer in a production environment. Ooh. Mm, Streamers of their university. Day. It was named the Miracle, which stands for Mocum's Industrial Research Automatic Calculator for Laboratory Engineering. Jesus, that's a name, isn't it? Shell was the first to successfully capture CO2. In 2015? What? <laughs> Shell became the first company to successfully capture CO2 via, CC, oh, via CCS technology. Do you reckon they used Actually, an ultra ball for that? <laughs> <laughs> it is yellow. I don't know why I said that. Um, oh, for Shell. <laughs> Shell were one of the first to put women in the driving seat. Bloody Shell. In the 1920s. <laughs> They've endangered us all. <laughs> women, know your limits. Did you know that Shell's birthday is April the 23rd? That's St. That's George's Day. Is that like the day the company was founded or something? It was this day when two companies, the Royal Dutch Petroleum Company and Shell Transport and Trading Company, came together. Ooh. Mm. Did you know we fueled Antarctic exploration? Yeah, let's dodge that. <laughs> Bless you. Less said about that, the better. Did you know that Shell helped to power industrialization of Japan? What? Godzilla's shell field. <laughs> Godzilla. Royal Dutch Shell's first female employee joined in 1899. That was the last time they I didn't know Shell. I didn't know Shell was based in Netherlands. Lived it to on. be honest with you, I didn't know it was a Dutch company. <gasps> they have over 500 shells in their archive. Two Dutch facts have come into this episode. Yeah. Three, because bought on cannabis. <laughs> We've just gone all Dutch, mate. Did you know Shell has a rich musical history? Does it? Might tie in with something we're talking about later. Ooh. Sing along 80s TV ads, like do the Shell promotion to collaborations with Bing Crosby and Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr. We even reissued a limited LP of the original Beatles album, Help as part of a car care and travel campaign in 1979. Isn't that funny how we come full circle? That's a bit mad. In, in 2015, we decided to create something really ownable and worked with award-winning composer Tom Howell to develop our sonic logo, The Sound of Shell, which was recorded at Abbey Road. My favourite Beatles album. We hope it will be as instantly recognisable audibly as the Peck 10 is visually. I'm assuming the Peck 10 is the name of the channel. I can't say... I know what Shell's Sonic logo is. Do you know what Shell's Sonic logo is? Do you know what a Sonic logo is? I mean, to me, when you say Sonic, I think of the Blue Hedgehog. You'll Ooh. understand what a Sonic logo is if I go... <laughs> ah, gotcha. <That>. Yep. <laughs> I know what it. you mean now. What's, yeah, there, I can't, what's there one then? I can't say I know what Shell's is. <laughs> Shell... Like that, as the car goes past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what that noise is. It's it shell. Be, if it's not. <laughs> you just can't hear the, sh the bird bit because it's over there. <laughs> that's uh, some pretty mad fan facts, mate. You're coming up better facts than I have. 
Thanks, Shell. No, you. No, Thanks, Shell. <laughs> Thanks, Shell. <laughs> ready for the second fact, Sam? I'm ready for my second fact, Daddy. Now, some of the car systems might know this. I'd seen this dropped around once before, but thought it was only uh, right to bring it up here. IKEA rugs were used for the Night Watch cloaks in Game of Thrones. Got. <laughs> they shaved and dyed the rugs to make them look like medieval cloaks. I didn't know this. It makes a change for me to stump mark. Unfortunately, we, I, I swear I've made a note of the actual rug. Did I make a note of the rug somewhere, Mark? It's got a name um... in it. And for some reason now I can't find the sodded name of the rug. It was Scold, wasn't it? Scold. Scold. Something like that. Something like that, wasn't it? Scold. Um, name of IKEA rug game of thrones. We definitely the Scold had... Dark Brown Rug and the Lud White Rug. <laughs> and uh, the dark brown one was used as a it was it's John Snow's uh That's it. night night's watch. Isn't it? That cloak. That is the... So if you have seen Game of Thrones and you know what Jon Snow looks like and he's wearing the big fluffy thing, that is an Ikea rug. Good old Ikea. Which is mad. No Ikeas were hurt in the making of this episode. (laughs) The first thing I think of when you talk about props and Game of Thrones Mm. is do you remember in the final season the Starbucks cup on the table? At Winterfell. No. No? <laughs> have you not? Did you, did you not see this at the time? If I did, I've you forgotten have to, it. You have to Google it to see it because they've digitally removed it now. <laughs> but when just... So you've got Tankard, 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 Venti. It's at the start of the final season when everyone is um, it's in, the, in, the, in the main hall at Winterfell. Yes. All having their last communion. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, there's a Daenerys Targaryen there with a, with a Starbucks coffee logo, clear as anything, <laughs> sat on the table in front of her. That's what they drink in uh, Winterfell. <laughs> Gotta keep warm somehow. You really do find Starbucks anywhere. And <laughs> yeah. drive through it was. Horse through. Yeah. <laughs> or drag them through, I suppose, if I heard it. But yeah, you can see it. If you Google it, it's, it's there, just sat on the table. And it's very obviously a, a Starbucks takeaway cup. <laughs> good old Starbucks I've got an article about um, the Game of Thrones cast took all sorts of weird props from set that Ooh, came yeah. up while I was googling you want to hear about what they've stolen yes please Mark excellent um, let's have a I'm just skimming through it everyone, everyone agrees that the champion stuff taker was Liam Cunningham he was the Onion Knight. What was his actual name? I forgot. Uh, Robert Brathians. Yeah, Robert Brathians, do right hand man. Stannis Brathians. Sorry. Oh. The the, the sea dude. I can't remember his bloody name. But anyway, he was played by Liam Cunningham, and uh, Maisie Williams, who plays Arya Stark, said he stole fucking everything. <laughs> And Cunningham admitted, I went off with a U-Haul truck full of stuff. Dothraki swords, lumps of obsidian, bank of Bravos money. <laughs> His secret was befriending Brian from Pops. Props. 
Props. <laughs> Most of the souvenirs he gave to his kids. When I've blown all the money on horses and fast cars and leave them with nothing, they might be able to go on eBay and get five bucks for a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie Turner, who played Sansa Stark, she took a scroll from one of the final episodes. Maisie Williams took one of Arya's jackets. With the jacket fits. Which was fun, but less fun than the silicon blood splatters she nabbed from the Hall of Faces. <laughs> Isaac Hempstead Wright, I believe he was Bran Stark. He didn't know it was his last day until he was already there, which necessitated a last second nicking spree. I ran through the set. It was actually a live set, and I grabbed a straw bowl, a wooden spoon, a wooden tub full of what looked like Vaseline. I've got a lot of kitchen utensils. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Glenn Conleth Hill and Pilau Asbeck all went home with rings possibly for sentimental value Conleth Hill also got a little bit of dragon glass apparently Ooh. and a long red thread from the King's Landing brothel set <laughs> <laughs> Jerome Flynn off of Robson and Jerome and Hannah Murray they both had, chose socks they both stole socks they're really good, Hannah Murray explained. Like the kind you would use to climb Everest. I really wanted a pair, so I nicked them. <laughs> Karis Van Houten stole a pair of thermal underwear. <laughs> These thieves know how to nick. <laughs> Grey Worm wasn't 100% sure he'd be coming back for season 8, so he stole his in season 7. And it was one of those little figurines from the uh, the tabletop maps. That'd be a good grab. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> John Bradley, who played Sam Tarley, I'm so scared of getting into trouble. The idea of getting into trouble makes me feel sick. He didn't take anything. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't. If he could have gotten the courage to take anything, it would have been the thimble, he said, that Sam Tarley's mother gave to him. Joe Dempsey's boring. He didn't bother stealing anything. <laughs> it's mad what they decide to take. I mean, there's blood splatter. <laughs> if you were on Game of Thrones, Ben, if you were part of that production, mm. what souvenir would you be taking? It'd either be one of the swords for definite, because they all had names, didn't they? That's where the names come from, the books in it, Song of Fire and Ice. Yeah. Aren't they swords? You could have maybe got away with Arya's one, because what was that called? Pointer or sticker or jabber? Or oh, what did she like call that? her sword? Like, um, poke you in the eye, you bastard, or whatever it was called. <laughs> the Because you could have probably snuck, I could snuck that one down my trouser leg, just make sure I didn't stab me foot. Needle. Needle, that's it. That's what so I, I reckon. Sword would have been a solid take, and I reckon also old Grey Worm was a you know taking the 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 map bits, the the chess PC style things. Yeah, that's a good one. Me. That is. Yeah, anything from them uh, tabletop models, the maps. Yeah, because you could be say fair. that's that one. You know not what else like, I try and nick? Not like a bowl. <laughs> I try and t- I try and steal a dragon egg. That's a good catch. They were cool. They were sitting in your background, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sword or one bit or a few. I wouldn't just be like, oh, I'd have like try and get the set. Yeah. Or Daenerys Targaryen's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> but worn? <laughs> <laughs> yep, these are warm. <laughs> these are of a heavy set day. <laughs> uh, Pants. Do you want some crazy news? <laughs> I'd love some crazy news <laughs> after that one, mate. We've got to sing, mate, out of that somehow. <laughs> Talking about old pants. Now, um, 
this news, Ben, has actually been going on for a couple of weeks, hasn't it? This is one that you and I have both had our eye on. Yes. And uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, mainly because there was much, so much going on with last week with the live one. We forgot to mention it. Mm-hmm. And the week before, we didn't do a, a, a standard episode. We need to talk about Nala, the, uh, the Stevenage cat. Nala. She, she has a home. She has loving owners, but during the day, she likes to spend her time at Stevenage train station. And she has gone viral for over the last couple of weeks. Everybody has been talking about the uh, the Stevenage train station cat. And obviously, Stevenage being an important place to both of us, it was it needed mentioning. <laughs> Never before have I seen a cat so placid and yes. so open to strangers' strokes. Oh, what a yeah. word. Stranger strokes. That's the prequel to Stranger Things as well. Eh? <laughs> but viral is the word because everybody's, me and Mark looked on her own <laughs> Facebook page and it's just endless selfies and stroke fests and she goes up to the ticket office and all sorts. I mean. Yes, and they've uploaded, because um, they've fitted a GPS tracker on her collar as well. And they've they uploaded like a map of where she goes every day <laughs> and how many miles this bloody cat covers. But she spends a lot of time at Stevenage train station and she sits there and checks everybody's tickets. <laughs> yeah, <right laughs> and she sits on you. the ticket barrier. And uh, yeah, lots and lots and lots of... I can't remember what the Facebook page is called. Is it called The Adventures of Nala or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that, mate, yeah. I can't find it now. Because yeah, it's something like that. And you can go in there and see everyone's taking their selfies with Nala at Stevenage train station. Thousands but, of pictures. Benjamin, there mm-hmm. has been a, 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 there's a there's a brand new development. <gasps> Are you ready? Go. Oh. Stevenish Cat hopes for chart hit with Christmas single. <laughs> <laughs> a cat whose pictures went viral for regularly visiting a railway station is releasing a Christmas single. Four-year-old Nala has been delighting commuters who have been taking photos of her at Stevenage Station. Owner Natasha Ambler revealed the cat was releasing a single called Meow and has been approached for a book deal. The Ginger Tabby has also recorded a video for the song due to be released this week under the name Nala the Station Cat. It has been produced by Danny Kirsch, who wrote it with Joe Killington, while Nala is also co-credited as a songwriter as well as vocalist. (laughs) Well done, Nala. (laughs) Miss Ambler said, we want to spread the happiness that Stevenage has had and she's had on socials to the world. The single is officially released on Wednesday. Here goes same same day as this podcast. BBC Three Counties Radio's Justin Dealey gave the single an exclusive first play on Sunday. I'm slightly lost for words, said the presenter after the song finished. Nala's owner replied, "So am I, to be fair." <laughs> <laughs> oh, who'd have thought it? The musical cat does not yet have an agent, and her owner said, "We're all doing our emails ourselves. It's quite new to us." We'll start small and hopefully she gets in the charts, but number one would be fantastic. Charity campaigners Lad Baby have filled the coveted Christmas number one single spot every year the last five years. Yawn. Sorry, Slimity. All proceeds from the single will be donated to the RSPCA and Stevenage Homelessness Charity Feed Up Warm Up. The music video filmed at Stevenage Railway Station will be unveiled before Christmas. Now... Picking up what Martin just said, I think we should make a conscious effort here at the old casters and all you cast listeners to dump out Lad Baby and let's put Nala 
who's also supporting very good charities and local to us, local to most yeah. of the cast listeners, I'm sure. I think that definitely a cat and number one at Christmas would be fucking epic. <laughs> I ain't got, I, even if I don't like the song, I still want to go number one now. You know what I thought you were going to say? Go on. Is that the five of us old men should record a Christmas <gasps> song. That's fine. I was thinking, you know, last year for our old men anniversary, for old mm. men day, our first anniversary, we recorded the song. We did the one year of old men song. You and did. we didn't do anything like that this year. Maybe we should do a Christmas song. We should do a Christmas song. <laughs> Definitely. In the group chat now. <sighs> Slim, tar, nanny. Tar, nanny? <laughs> for Christmas is an old dude. Slim, tar and nanny. <laughs> nanny. <laughs> no, and tanny. Oh, mate. That would be Let's epic. get in the studio. Let's book it up. I think <laughs> definitely so. I reckon... With your producing skills, Mark, we would be that'd be epic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Can you just release a song? Can you just like if you make one up, how like could you just put could you put it on Spotify or yeah. iTunes and just ba boom? Yeah. yeah. Without I've done any it. rights or anything. No, no, no. <sighs> we Oh I like that now. I, I yeah. really like that. Yeah, really like that. <laughs> But it's got to be. It's got to be everybody. Everybody's got off there. I think the, um, yeah, I think Gaz might be a bit because you know he's he's him and his singing voice. He needs might need to bring it up an octane. But I think we'll get there. <laughs> Hear me, Gaz. Hello, for Christmas is an old man of <laughs> custards. Oh, I like that. Now, um, um, yep, that's that's after we finish today. We're we're putting it out there. We'll leave a few voice notes in. That's a banging idea. But yes, <laughs> going back to Nala very quickly, I think anybody who, well, when you're listening to this Wednesday, go and let have a listen to a song. I think I'll, I'll, I will put, but no, I haven't, don't normally do this, but I will go and purchase said song. Said song. I want to see Nala go to number one at Christmas. Be different than watching old mince pies and apple pies or whatever pie they're talking about. No, no um, they also raise money for charities. Yes, they do. Just trying to turf them out, though. Yeah. Yeah. Lad, baby, you're done. You're done, yeah. Nala's coming for you. <laughs> She's going to bite you. Would you like my other old news story? Love it. This is plane forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. <laughs> Still makes me laugh when I hear it. <laughs> A pilot says the horse managed to escape its stall on the Boeing 747 in an audio recording of his exchange with air traffic control. A plane was forced to return to an airport shortly after taking off when a horse got loose on board. Around half an hour after leaving New York on its way to Belgium, the Boeing 747 cargo plane contacted air traffic control to inform them of the escaped animal. Yes, sir, we are a cargo plane, a pilot can be heard saying in air traffic control. We have a live animal, a horse, on board the aeroplane and the horse managed to escape its stall. We don't have a problem as of flying-wise, but we need to return to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. <laughs> Flight Radar 24, which is a co very cool website, Ben. I've used that before. When my friends or when my parents go on holiday, I use it to track them. Oh, right, okay. You can track flights all over the world. Didn't know you could do that. I'm glad it's got a shout-out here. <laughs> I like that website. I like, I like stalking people's flights. 
Anyway, that, that, that website has shown that the plane has climbed to 31,000 feet before being forced to make a U-turn off the coast of Boston. <laughs> the audio showed that it then dumped around 20 tons of fuel over the Atlantic, thanks, to ensure the aircraft was not above the safe weight limit for landing. Wow. The pilot can then be heard asking air traffic control to request a vet is present when the flight lands at New York's JFK. We have a horse in difficulty, apparently, is what he said. <laughs> Upon landing, a control tower worker asked the pilot if they required assistance. On the ground, negative. On the ramp, yes, he replied. We have a horse in difficulty. The operator of the 9th of November flight, Air Atlanta Icelandic, has been contacted for comment. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the thing, air traffic control weren't expecting to hear when it was like, you know, yeah. is it safe to approach? That fucking horse is on the loose, <laughs> Mr. Ed. <laughs> He's got loose, <laughs> bastard. Get back in your Star Wars. Fact about me I am terrified of horses. Are you? Hate them. Oh, mate. Hate them. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that they're quite um, beautiful creatures. They're very powerful creatures. Oh, it's their legs specifically I'm scared of. What, getting a buckaroo? I was quite young. I think I watched a horror movie that had a horse in it. Which one is it? Well, there's a horse movie on the ferry at the start. Is it The Ring? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that sounds about right, actually. Yes, there is. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes, the American version. And also I know... Uh, I know people that have been thrown from horses and injured by horses and stuff like that. And I, I just, I don't, I don't personally want to go anywhere near horses. They, I don't like them. Would you pat one on the nose? No, wouldn't go near it. I don't like them. Like we're talking, like, would you go to the horse races? Funnily enough, I have been to the horse races and I'm going again. But you sit in the, you sit in the place, didn't you? Or behind like yeah. the bars, didn't you? So, I didn't even, well, last time I went to the horse races and it'll probably be the same next time. I didn't go anywhere near the track. <laughs> I just sat up here eating me scampi in the, the bars. I've got my beer and I put my bet on and I watch it come through on the screen. I'm all right. <laughs> You'll look out the window. No. Nah. You going on a, on a work store or something? No. Going to watch Busted. <laughs> up. Horse racing and Busted in the same, what were? Are they, are they performing on the horses? <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> They're very jarring. <laughs> <laughs> Into the year 3000. <laughs> now that's it. I'm off. No, it's not yours. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't like wasps. No? No. That's understandable. Bastards. Wasps pricks. Oh, wasps pricks. <laughs> In a world where culinary boundaries have been pushed to the limit. Today, we're not just making a shepherd's pea, we're making a shepherd's pea with a twist. Stay away from my sheep, or you've got a date with destiny. <laughs> now let's talk about the shepherd in our pea. Wait, what? You know what they say, red sky at morning, shepherd's warning. No! This, my friends, is not your grandma's shepherd's pea. 
Get ready for a taste sensation that's brilliant. A dish that's sheer madness with more meat than you could shake a crook at. Chef Tunney's Shepherd's Pie. Are you ready to join the flock? Now made with 50% more real shepherd. Old Passions. Old Passions. What are we passionate about this week, Ben? Well, Mark, I think we both agreed that we would be talking about gigs, a.k.a. live music, not Ryan Giggs, the football star. No. Live music where you go to the venue and listen to it, not going to the cinema and watching it like you can nowadays, not listening it to the listening it, not listening on the radio or watching it on Twitch or any other platform. We're talking about going to the concert slash outdoor festival yourself and enjoying the music. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing like it. And we've said that numerous times before. Mm, very much so. So, Mark, if I was to say to you, what's your most memorable live music festival gig thing? Most memorable? Would you have one? It's a hard one, I know, because you've been to mine. I know. Um, my most memorable? I go to so many, Ben. Mary and I both love attending a, a a gig, a concert. Do you both, if you went to a gig, would one of you be like, oh, I really want to see this, I really want to see that, or would you be happy to go, would you like say, yeah, no, we're definitely going to see them or him or her? They're, we both like a similar genre of music, and there's quite a lot of crossover. Oh, that's good. In bands and stuff that we both like. So uh, we've both gone to see Biffy Clyro twice. Because we love them. Who else have we seen? We've seen Royal Blood twice. Should have seen them a third time, but I got COVID. Thanks, me. <laughs> so we didn't end up going to that one. Can I ask you, Royal Blood? I've heard of the name. What What are they? Rock and roll? Or? Yeah, they're a rock band. Okay. There's only two of them. Wow. And they are very, very, very good live. Very good live. Wow. Okay. I highly recommend anyone going to see Royal Blood. You won't regret it. I'll give them a listen after the show. So would you put that up there as your most memorable gig slash live thing? I There's an American rock band called Weezer, which many people may be aware of, who I absolutely adore. And I have seen them three times. Very fortunate enough because tickets for them over here can be a bit gold dust. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, the third time, the most recent time I saw them, which should be a few years ago now, at my favourite venue in the country... Brixton Academy. Good old Brixton. Brixton Academy. Um, yeah, that third time I saw Weezer, that is definitely one of the best gigs I've ever been to. Their set list that night was just absolutely perfect. They played every song I wanted to hear. It was just, And it was just hit after hit after hit. And I literally, I have never been, I don't think I've ever been so sore after a gig. It was just two hours of constant dancing and screaming. And, yeah. <laughs> and it, I had such a good time. Did they perform Buddy Holly? Of course they did. Oh, I own that on cassette. Do yeah, Cassette. <laughs> I had it on cassette. Yeah, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that album is still their best, their first album, the blue one. The blue one. Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. blue, isn't it? Is yeah. that what's actually called? The blue album? The blue album, yeah. Okay, there we go. So Weezer, so three times mm-hmm. for Weezer in the UK. Yep. Wow. Well, all, to, all, all three at Brixton? Two of them were at Brixton. One of them was Wembley Arena. Oh, wow. I bet they were good at ball three. Well, at least at Brixton, it's a bit more intimate, isn't it? 
Yeah, I was going to say the Wembley Arena was the worst of the three. That's not my favourite venue. Nah, it's... Wembley Arena. It's not. You have to have a certain sound for that sort of place. Yeah. Oh, correction. And that's, that's, that's bad on me, is it? The, the producer of the sound has to have it right at that sort of place. <laughs> yeah. So, How about you, sir? Any memorable mm, ones? Lots. Like yourself, mate, I've been to see many through my illustrious life. Um, I the first one I went to see was Iron Maiden performing what was at the time <laughs> meant to be their last live shows. Uh, it was called <laughs> the real live one. <laughs> yeah, before they got back together <laughs> umpteen times. <laughs> uh, went to see them at Wembley, um, the the stadium. old Wembley Arena, arena or stadium? No, it was definitely arena. Yeah, again, they weren't okay. as even though they were popular, they weren't as popular as they are today. No. And the, a band called The Almighty was covered for one. Now, I could have only been 13, 14, so my dad took me. And again, this is talking about even though they were popular, they wouldn't have, it wouldn't, it weren't like going to see them today would be gold dust. Like, but seeing about then, yeah. it wasn't as difficult to get tickets. But we were sitting on the edge, and I can remember when Eddie comes out, you could see on one of the sets, you could see all the, with the hand pumps in the background yeah. bringing him to life. So. That was quite good. And he actually, um, Bruce Dickinson actually had a go at my old man. I like have a go, my old man. Yeah. So unfortunately, one of the guitarists, I blew a string or one of the amps went, so they stopped and he was obviously jesting, saying, like, I simply having a good time. And as he panned over to us, everybody's standing up and like, yeah, you know, and all that. My old man sitting there going, when's this going to end? And he says, what's the matter, mate? Not entertaining enough for you. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, uh, so, yeah, so I made, obviously, being first and being epic that they are, in, in my eyes, I've been to see uh, Kerry's massive into old punk band. So we went. We have, I've been to see the Damned many, many Ooh. times, uh, mainly Norwich. Um, I've been to see Kylie Minogue at the old Wembley. My, one of my friends was <laughs> wanting someone to go with. So again, as we we're talking, all 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 forms of music. This was when she was. Uh, this was off the back end of. Oh, what's it? can't get you out of my head. She was touring. Hot Pants era. Yes, she was. Oh, it was, yeah. It was very, it was the most energetic show I'd ever seen because it was very set-driven and popping out of places and, you know, she'd come out of a trap door and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I've been to see The Offspring uh, at the old Wembley again. Again, I'm one of big Offspring fan, but a friend said, I've got a ticket, do you want to come? And again, Mark, a rinse and repeat ourselves, uh, all genres, you know, they were a bit, what would you class them as? A um, pop? pop punk i've got them on my pop punk playlist the pop offspring punk. oh yeah so this was um pretty fly for a white guy era nice yeah um i've been to see slipknot four or five times before they've become the iteration what they are today. i'm talking up to duality the album mm-hmm. the, so the, the third one i've not really been yep. into anything after um i've been to see cannibal corpse the, um, the famous band from the, if anybody's seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective, <laughs> and they're, they're singing the song Hammer Smashed Face. Um, I've been seeing them again, uh, that was at Brixton. Um, Creator, another sort of, one of the sort of, what were they there? Like a German metal thrash band, old boys now. And the Bloodstock, all, all sorts. Of, uh, any If someone's got a spare ticket, I'll, 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 I'd never pass up an opportunity to see some music. Except yep. maybe, no. Actually, no. I was just about thinking there. Maybe if, if there was something. No, I'd, I'd go and, if someone said I got a ticket to this, come along. I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, sign me up. I'll come with you." Yeah, I've done the same. 
So your first gig was Iron Maiden. What was your most recent? Oh, that's a good one. Would have been... I had a friend in the D&D group I used to run. So how long ago was that? Seven years ago would have been the last live music I went to see. And it would wow. have been... Yeah. We need to go, Ben. Oh, no, tell the No, I, I, I've I faked out. No, you're right. Um, Kerry and I went to see... Um, it seems like one of the band's most hated or loved bands, Nickelback, the Canadian rockers okay. at mm-hmm. the O2, which I felt like I was going to have some sort of vertical, uh, vertical vertigo up the eye end of when we was at one of the banks and I'd never been in the O2. It was like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> it's a bit high up here, isn't it? And all them seats just sort of sit forward. <laughs> yeah, I've been to quite a few at the O2 now. I'd rather have been standing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> felt safer down there. <laughs> So yes, Nickelback would have been the last live music I went to see. Okay. The wife does like them. So my first, I was 13, and that was Robbie Williams at Nebworth. Oh, wow. Which was incredible. I bet. What still year was the that? Biggest ever, still the biggest ever gig in this country, the, big, the biggest ever crowd over those three days. Oh, was this... this- 2003? When was the Ned? When was the Oasis one? Ninety six. Do you remember how many went to that? Or ninety seven? No, I don't remember. But I know that Robbie Williams beat it. Yeah. So I had friends who went to that. Yeah. And wow. that was awesome. And my most recent one was uh, Milton Keynes Bowl this year, and that was Muse, supported by Royal Blood. <laughs> Case in point. One of the best. That was absolutely incredible. I can't remember the first band that were on. I think they were Brazilian or something. Brazilian, but we kind of we kind of missed them anyway. But Royal Blood and Muse are just—they are two of the best live bands on the planet at the moment. And they're absolutely incredible. I like Muse. Yeah, you know that Muse is one of my favourite bands. <laughs> Even if I didn't like them, I wouldn't do. But no, yeah. I do generally like Muse. Just released their twentieth anniversary edition of Absolution. Just saying. Is the one there so something Super Collider? Is that right? Super Massive Black Hole. That's it. Super Massive Black Hole. That's almost the one yeah. I'm a Super Collider from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music. Like music a lot. Are they like gold dust? Uh, gold dust. Gold dust tickets nowadays, mate. Um, not. It's not too difficult. They do. They sell out wherever they play, but it's not too difficult to get tickets to go see Muse. I don't think. I don't think anyway. That's fair. Unless I've just been, unless I've just been super lucky, super massive lucky, <laughs> super massive lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, reach back to a a previous episode. One of our guests, uh, the Doctor's going to see um, Taylor Swift next year 50. as well, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. That was That's my daughter's going as well. <gasps> in London next June. Yeah. After that episode i tried i run a test to see whether or not tickets still existed for that concert and the only place that had tickets were the stupid places like StubHub. and yeah. i think the the lowest price you could pay was eight nine hundred quid for two tickets that was the lowest for two yeah, tickets this is bonkers isn't it absolutely bonkers do you know what mark i've got to confess to something now yeah, one of the years I I got a bonus from work. I decided, Karen, I was big into the blues. I don't know why I got into the blues, blues music, like early blues. And obviously, as you navigate your way through the blues from uh, its early life up into the modern era, the uh, the electric era, you you bump into BB King. Mm-hmm. 
I had ticket. Me and Kerry had tickets. I bought off of um, eBay at the time because Tub and that didn't exist. For he was playing at Wembley with Lucille, one of his guitars, and I bought them. They were quite expensive. And then I remember a few days after the concert, I found the tickets in my drawer and went, "Oh, we missed that concert." Then yeah, we never got. Them. Totally forgot. <laughs> Put them in the drawer. <laughs> Shit. I oh, know, mate. Gutted. Most expensive tickets I've ever bought that I didn't attend. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, oh, tickets. Just for the experience. I think I've only ever bought one pair of tickets that I didn't go to. And that was, I already mentioned, that was last year. That's all 2021. Supposed to see Royal Blood at the O2 Arena. And I came down with COVID. I tried to sell them last minute on one of these exchange websites and failed. Oh, what what one did you try them with, mate? Twickets. Oh, right, okay. And what, just no, the, no takers. No, no takers. It's a shame. Well, I think I think I got one offer, and it was like, this is this was like I, I just put them up, and I got an offer that was like half the price mm. of what the tickets were worth. So I was like, no, I'll I'll decline that one. I wait for more to come in, and then no more came in. <laughs> I was like fuck. <laughs> oh, price fan, come back. And this is literally last minute because you know I had it all planned. Oh, I'm going to see Royal Blood tomorrow. And I was yeah. like, oh, I feel like shit. Take a COVID test. Oh, well, that's that's packed on. I tell you what, mate, fair play to you though, because many people have just mm. gone. So hats off to you. I know yeah. it must have broke your heart, but not but you did the right mm. thing there. I was very uh, I think when all that was happening, I think certain people should have, even though I know theoretically it's a fifty fifty argument, but he did the right thing, mate. But I'm glad you didn't go. Yeah, like I said, it's always, it's 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 a funny story. How every, I wonder if everybody who's who goes to live concerts has got us one of them stories where they had tickets booked. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. But yeah, that's one thing I wouldn't mind hearing from you, cast listeners. Did you ever buy tickets to a gig slash outdoor festival but couldn't go? Let us know. Yep, we want to know your first gig and your most recent gig, and any future gigs. Have you got have you got any gigs lined up, Ben? No. No? You, Mark? I have three lined up for next year so far. Of course you do. I only know I, the ones we you were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about it in Discord the other day, and I said two, but Mary reminded me earlier today there's a third. Who's the We're going to see The Blackout. The Blackout? The Blackout band. or Blackout? The Blackout. Okay. Dutch, did you say? Uh, they've recently... No, they're Welsh. Welsh. And they... I don't, I don't really know how to describe them. Mary would do a better job. They were big in the noughties. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call them an emo band, but they were at the same time as all of that when we were all listening to My Chemical Romance and Green Day and all of those sorts of bands. Yeah, and the Blackout were yeah. Welsh heavy, metally, okay. rocky sound. Go and look them up, mate. Now they've uh, they split up for a long while. They had, I guess, you would call it a hiatus now because they're back. They got they've reunited, and we're seeing them next year. And speaking of reuniting, we are also seeing Busted. Touched upon it earlier, seeing them at Newmarket Racecourse. And funnily enough, Fightstar. And um, so I never liked Busted at the time because I listened to, because like we both said, when we were younger, we were snobby about music and I listened to rock music. I listened to emo. I listened to emo music. I didn't listen to fucking boy bands. But Charlie Simpson from Busted started Fightstar and Busted ultimately split up because Charlie Simpson was more preoccupied with Fightstar and I absolutely adored Fightstar. One of my favourite bands. 
awesome, awesome, awesome. And they are reuniting for one gig so far. They've only announced one <laughs> yeah. next next year. So I've got tickets for that. Sorted. So I'm seeing Charlie Simpson twice next year. Result? Yeah. So yeah, cast listeners. First gig, last gig. Do you have any future gigs planned? We've been talking about it a lot in the Discord this week because we have had members of the Old Men Army going to gigs, haven't we? Yes. It's lovely to start a conversation that ends up spewing out lots and lots of information. We love a bit of live music. Ask us anything. I asked in the Discord server and you guys came through. (laughs) You guys came through with the goods. In a big way. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to pick Pick and choose, Ben. Um, can I ask your mum one first? You can ask me your one first. If you had to get rid of one body part, what would it be? And I don't mean like your toenail. I mean a body part. Can I say appendix? Your appendix. Can I say? Can I say appendix? Because I've still got mine and I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you could say that. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that a coward's way out? <laughs> no, I mean, it's a bit like going back to my you can get touched a hundred times to get out of it. And I'm, you know, <laughs> the door, yeah. I was like, damn, that's a good answer. Yeah, appendix works. Now you've stumped me because I was, I was thinking, oh, what would I get rid of? What would I get rid of? What would I get rid of? A finger, a thumb? What about, I was going to say, can we say like little fingers or little toes? Do we really need them? Are they good for balance? I need my little fingers for playing the piano. Yeah, I want to get rid and, of a finger. And my ukulele. No, I couldn't lose a finger. But do we need our little toes? Nah, I mean, my one's all fucked up from wearing the wrong size shoe for so many Yeah, years. my toes are all shit anyway. And like yeah. I said, I broke my little one and I did nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't do anything about it anyway. They no. strap them, don't they? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, all right then. Yeah, we're, we're ducking out on this one out of my own question. <laughs> little toes. Little toes. Little toes. Little toes, yeah. Because <laughs> well, mine's all fucked up anyway. So I'm, yeah. just, I'm like you, mate. I've broke so many of my toes and never did anything. They're all mm-hmm. like, uh, like chicken feet. Uh. <laughs> I was born with chicken feet. My my toes are just messed up. What? Just they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need a picture now, Mark. No, no, <laughs> no, you don't. I'm not, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody buying pictures of my feet. I'm not making money that way. And so I was going to sell it straight away. <laughs> so yes, okay. So Mark has answered. We both answered my my question. We went with little toes, and Mark went with a very conscious appendix as well. Mark's getting rid of Things two. I still have mine. <laughs> yeah. You don't need them. Uh, <clears throat> so what have we got? We're not going to... Let's have a look. Now, I like this. I like Slim's one here. What was the last book you read and who is your favourite author? Tough one for me, this. Because I'm uh, horrendously dyslexic when it comes to reading sometimes. So I do many... I listen to my books. I don't read right. them. I'm terrible at reading. Yeah. I can read the page, same page twice. <laughs> I can read the same line twice and go, fucking hell, this page takes a long time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I hate I'm exactly the same, sir. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't, <laughs> unless I said, I've, I've said before, I, I read comic books, I read graphic novels. Yeah. I don't read book books. I, the, 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 it doesn't. It just doesn't go into my brain. I, I can't retain it. Can't. I'm going to give you a mad fact. It's a mad hour we can both read manga, which is read back to front anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, we can both read Bango. We can both read back to front. Yeah. Right to left. Yeah. <laughs> give me something like bloody Harry Potter. But give us a page that is just a wall <laughs> of text. No. Uh, yeah, throw <laughs> no, that No, thank you. <laughs> well, I just look at it and go, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> More of an emails. But yeah, I'd say the la- actual book, the last book I read, joking about Harry Potter, was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Favourite author... That's a difficult one because I have two. I, uh, Terry Pratchett would have to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, he's, I thought you'd say that. The Discworld stuff is brilliant. If you like that sort of genre of fantasy. And I would also go with uh, my wife's one as well, Dan Abnett, who writes a lot of comics nowadays, but he wrote a lot of the Warhammer stuff, Warhammer uh, oh, okay. 40K books, yeah, that's done with the Black Library. Um, again, that's very niche to that world, but if you look up there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, but he does a lot of stuff now. He's done a lot of stuff for um, Doctor Who and all sorts and comics and DC, Marvel. I think he's done quite a bit now. So, yes, there you go, Mark. How about you, sir? I had a feeling you were going to say Terry Pratchett, and I had a feeling that you might have a feeling who my favourite author might be. Is it? I can't remember his bloody name now. Um, We've been talking about him recently. Yeah. Oh, um, the Watchman guy. Yeah, Watchman, V for Vendetta. Uh, Alan, Alan, Alan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can do it. Oh, Not less. Alan. Oh, Alan Moore. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, favourite author, Alan Moore. Not less. I was always talking about not less. <laughs> And the most recent book I've read. Oh, Death in the Family. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, You can't see this, listeners, but I'm holding it up to Ben because it's right here on my desk next to me. Batman Death of the Family by Scott Snyder. Very good. It is a fantastic I found this. Read. I got this at a, uh, I got this at a boot sale. I think I put a picture of it in the Discord at the time. It's got the sleeve. The sleeve on it is uh, the Joker's mask. And you take that off and it's a... Uh, his 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 face without flesh on it underneath on the actual cover i believe that storyline does that lean into the is it the court of crows is that what they're called uh, something of owls? court of owls, court of court owls, of owls. also another very good mm. series can we very give away good. spoilers from that or do you think there'd be other nerds listening um i don't know have you actually read it i've read court of owls i've got it no uh sorry death in the family yeah, um, I'm halfway through it. Actually. Oh, well, but we won't talk Let's spoilers. See. You can see I've, I've used the cover as a bookmark. That's yeah. a good idea, mate. Yeah. So I'm about... All right, no, we through. won't. We, sh- we shan't talk spoilers. About halfway then. through. That's not fair. But yes, it's a tremendous read, mate. I'm, but if I'm, it goes into the Court of Owls, I've read the Court of Owls. <laughs> it's got, it's mingled some out of spirit. As I, I got the, I read the individuals of the graphic, but I now will only go with graphic because they're far better value for money. There you go. So, who was it written by? Who was the actual writer? Is it several? Scott writers? Snyder. Oh, Scott Snyder. Was it oh, just it, him? It says Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, but I didn't know if Greg Capullo was the artist. Yeah, pass. But it's a tremendous, a tremendous book. So, come on, cast yeah. listeners. That's given out by Slimboy Fat Eighty Two. What was the last book you read, and who is your favourite author? And this can include audiobooks, because if you've heard me and Mark both say, it's not restricted to your typical book. It can be anything, you know. Don't worry about yeah. it if it's uh, listening. 
Ames Kev asked, in a post-apocalyptic world, so we've had similar to this before, mm-hmm. zombies roaming the streets, rations dwindling, where do you choose to build your base? What is your weapon of choice? Could you be the one to put down a friend who was bitten? And most importantly, which old man is getting eaten first? And she goes on, what 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 does what role does each of the old men play in the apocalypse? Who is the doctor? Who's the hunter-gatherer? Who leads the charge? Who would survive the longest? I think this needs answering. The first bit needs answering, and then we can have a guess at the other bit because the other <laughs> old men aren't here to talk about their roles, so well, we might have to give them roles. We're building our base at Mount Fitchett Castle. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> yeah. definite. <laughs> yep. It's already, it's already built for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no building for us. Weapon of choice? Mm. My arse. <laughs> I, I don't know if the zombies would be bothered about the stench, mate. No, I don't think they will. Ooh, weapon of choice. I'd like a Lucille, like Negan from The Walking Dead. Yeah, because you want something Baseball quiet, wrapped you? in barbed wire. Because after playing Project Zomboid, you don't want a gun. You want... <laughs> You want a bat or a crowbar yeah. or a lead pipe or something along those lines. Something long and heavy, giggity. <laughs> something wieldy. Yeah, definitely. Some of the the distance. Back, back yeah, I yeah. say. <laughs> so if we're talking old men here, yeah, we've already built our base. It's because it's built for us at Mount Fitchett. It's just a, a <laughs> car drive. Weapon of choice, we're going with something thuddy. Long and thuddy. Could you be the one to put down a friend who was bitten, Mark? Yes. I think if life's depend on it, you'd have to be, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. if we're talking well, real nitty gritty. We're not having him coming back as a no. zombie. And he's all right. I don't want that. He's looking a bit peaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he's frothing at the mouth and turning green. Yeah. You know? It's not like you're looking at the true person anymore, do you know what I mean? You're looking no. at this person who's yeah. going to end your life, says, no, night, night. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Ben, if you get bitten, I'm... Uh, I wouldn't blame Stab, you, mate. Unless stabbing you cure. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> then I want you to chain me up before I forget the cure. But no, oh, I'll chain no you cure. up. I'll chain you up anyway. Oh, yeah. Mount Fitchett style in the haunting manner. <laughs> Who's getting eaten first? Probably me or Gaz. We're the slowest, <laughs> aren't we? Let's be honest. We've got the most girth to lose. Sorry, girth. I don't mean to use your name there. Yeah, probably me or Gaz. If it's a fight between us, Gaz is going down first, and then he's going grab my leg as he does it yeah because of all the times I've said he's, he's the slowest so <laughs> I reckon he's grabbing my leg and we're both going so there's only you three left <laughs> yeah you put us down mate wouldn't you put us down <laughs> nice I'll, I'll be kind <laughs> sorry guys but I'm saying me and all because you've grabbed my leg <laughs> as you've gone down and pulled if me, I'm you, going I'm taking yeah. you with me I can hear him saying that he's, pull, he's, <laughs> he's pulled my jeans down first I'm running down my pants and then I've tripped over Smash me head, more dazed and confused, then bundled on top by a load of zombies. What about the doctor? The is the doctor, obviously. Who is? The doctor is the doctor, obviously. The doctor ninety seven. Yeah, if we're yeah if we're bringing in the community right now, if we're not talking about just the old men. It's got to be the, the hunter gatherer would be Tunny. Yeah, because he knows food. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. I reckon Nars leading the charge. Would you? Nars reckon? leading the charge. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me. I know the way. Yeah. Let me fill all the roles. Who would survive the longest? I reckon Tunny's surviving because he's got that food knowledge, isn't he? If you know how to feed yourself, I mean, the water's mm-hmm. a different thing because you could boil your water. But if you know 
you know, all the, I don't know if Tony knows all of nature's foods, you know, like natural onions and all that jazz. And but I'm sure he must have a slight knowledge of it because I don't know if obviously he's used to the kitchen bought vegetables, but yeah, I reckon Tony's surviving longest. I'm saying, I'm saying llama because of his project zomboid prowess <laughs> and his expertise in zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Yeah. Maybe so, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or Ames, because she's a lying git. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be back in a minute. It's been three weeks. She's <laughs> <laughs> only been going about for a minute. So there we go, Ames. We even included yeah. you in on it. Never got Ames. We've covered it. <laughs> you can survive the longest with Llama. Yep. Yeah, they both said they were just popping out. <laughs> <laughs> in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Tesco's or something. Yeah. Do you know what? Talking of zombie apocalypse, have you watched 28 Days Later? No. There's a fabulous scene in 28 Days Later. I shan't spoil the movie, but they, one of the guys, they make the bus for like the place that's still saying it's safe. They go in his cab mm-hmm. and they stop at a, it's a co-op. It's not like a Tesco. It's over a carp or a small Waitrose or something like that. And they just basically go in with a trolley each and they're just literally obviously all canned goods, bottled water, drink and all that. And the one of the, 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 the dad of the group, he's reading this. Like Instead of this sort of, they're all sort of just piling everything in and he's reading this bottle of whiskey going, look, made with Irish peat. And all that is bottle of this guy is like, yeah, fuck it, but it it's a nice scene before it's it's a yeah. pleasant scene in a horrible film. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, there we go. There we go. One from me. Please. Uh don't want to drag it down, make it morbid, but I'm going to. Go on him. I'm gonna bring it back to music. What song or songs would you like to be played at your funeral? Hmm. Hmm. What song? Um, oh, that's a good one. That. Um, ooh. What was song? Good. Mark, Mark, have you got a song? whilst I think. Yes, I've been. I've thought about this many times before. Oh, and on. Mine is easy. It's a song called "I Will Follow You Into the Dark" by Death Cab for Cutie. I've not heard of either the song or the band. So was it a band? Give it a listen and have yourself a little sob. Okay. It is so. My favorite TV show of all time ever is Scrubs, ah. and it's and it's from an episode of that. Gotcha. That makes me cry like a baby every single time without fail. And even talking to you about it right now, I'm welling up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's obviously attached to one of them scenes, I presume. As yes, well. yeah, right. But that song is definitely the song that I would have at my funeral. I will follow you into the dark by Death Cab for Cutie. What is the woman's name who sung Jean in a Bowl? Christina Aguilera. That's it, yeah. Let's just chuck a bit of fun into it. Where's, uh, didn't she do one called Survivor? Yep. Yeah, that one. Wait, was Christina Aguilera Survivor? <laughs> Not, um, didn't she do... Uh, was it Fighter? Makes me a little bit stronger. making me fun. Oh, it's Fighter. So scrap that. We're going to go with Destiny's <laughs> Child Survivor. Okay, I'm a survivor. And I want Beyonce popping out from behind me, um, behind (laughs) the older, uh, the box. And she's doing it with the girls, you know. She's shaking her bits. Yeah. 
give everybody she's got a girls behind her. <laughs> she might be a bit yeah. old by then, but it's all right. <laughs> we can imagine that the old way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I thought of it. No, I now I now want Yoda with it's my stick. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it bad bad lip sync? Bad lip sync? Is it that uh, one? Bad lip reading. Bad lip reading. That's it. On YouTube. Here's my stick. Here's my stick. <laughs> my stick is better than bigger. I'm going to be hiding behind your coffin with the Yoda puppet. And I'll do that. It's my stick. Hit my head with a coconut. I <laughs> <laughs> love that song. Uh, there we dear. go. There we go. We there turn we go. So come on, cast listeners. Who do you think out of the old community fits into Ames's question there? Let us know. Or don't. <laughs> it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Benjamin. A mark. That was episode 11. Yeah. Of Old Casters with Smith and Jones. What do we normally say about this bit, Mark? I have been Smith. You can follow me at twitch.tv forward slash Marcohita. And I have been Jones. You can catch me at twitch.tv forward slash Bembis81. You can also go and find all the old links at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Old Men Army for everything old related, whether it's the links to the Twitch channels for all of us, whether it's the merch, whether it's this very podcast you're listening to, and anything else, Mark? Discord, the the master of all Discord. Please join the Discord. It's where all our source of knowledge for this podcast sometimes comes from. Um, Check out the old Casters merch. Yes. That's been added to the store. I can be found also at the uh, Old Tree link. Old Tree. Old Tree. That's it. We're done and dusted. Old custards with me and him. And him. Boom. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Old custards with Smith and Jones.